Yo, yo, it's Life is Dope Podcast. I'm your man, Graffiti. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Davey. How you, how you feeling this morning, bro? Man, I'm recovering, but I'm good. I don't, I don't think I'm good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go ahead and take a shot of this uh, Ciroc VS real quick. Because, I mean, I, I'm already drunk. So. That's right. You can't have a hangover if you don't get sober. I like, I like the way you think. <laughs> anyway, what we got going for today? How we feeling? Oh, man. So, we got a very, very, speaking of VS, we got a very special guest in the building. This is the Ciroc boy right here. Well, that's, that VS is smooth, though. It, it is, man. It's delicious. So check it out. I'm gonna let him explain what he does because he does so much. But we got Roger Bonds in the building. Y'all make some noise. Hey, make some noise. What's happening, y'all? How you feeling today? I'm good. I'm blessed. Y'all know what it was last night. You know we blessed this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for the people that don't know, can you let them know who you are and what you do? I'm Roger Bonds, man. They call me AKA Ciroc Boy Bonds, the General. Um, I just definitely do what I do. You know what I'm saying? I bring Ciroc to the masses. Where, 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 where? So. So what's your your specific role at Ciroc? Well, my specific role, I choose to take a different I choose to take a different lane. Whereas you have a lot of corporate brothers that go for the accounts with the big names and everything. I definitely go for that, but I definitely go for more of a visual. Mm-hmm. So coming from the blue side, the blue flame side of the whole situation, and versus the Diageo side, when Diageo is basically about the numbers. Where Blue Flame is definitely about being in the hottest places mm. and being seen with the hottest visuals. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes, you know, that's my job to be in the hottest places with the hottest visuals, whether it be the hood or whether it be Buckhead. You know what right. I'm saying? Just to be someplace where the brand is up. Cool, cool. So what does it actually mean to be a Ciroc boy? I know that we, we see it in the videos, we see it in the in the media. We it's a very popular term, Ciroc boys in the building. Right. What does it mean? What is Ciroc boy? Well, it started it started off a way to push music. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Puff thought of a way to put them both together mm-hmm. and say, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We want to we want our brand to be seen, so we're gonna find the hottest DJs. And all we need them basically to do is put the bottle up there and we're going to get the visuals. Right. So it started out like that, but it, it, it became an animal. You know what I'm saying? It got bigger than what people thought it was going to become because nobody knew that the DJ had that much, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. To do with the crowd and to do with a liquor. This ain't music. Right. What the DJ got to do with liquor? So Puff coming up with the idea, everybody thought he was crazy. When I say everybody, I mean like all the other marketing people because the odds you'll feel like, what, DJs, what this got to do with it? Right. But then as you see, everybody follows suit. Mm. And everybody realized how important the DJ was regardless of what you do. Right, right, right. I think that's one of the things just in the culture that makes rock stand out is the actual culture. Before you, Even if you don't drink, Ciroc, the brand. It's a lifestyle. It, it's just cool. You know yeah, what I mean? It's a like, lifestyle. You see the bottles, you see the logos, you know it's, it's all right, something sexy going on over there. Yeah. So with, with your role in the company, I don't know if you would be considered an influencer to be beyond that. But like, what's the, I guess, what's the proper term for the person that makes Ciroc look cool? <laughs> I'm going to tell you some real talk. I don't put myself in anybody other category. Like, they got other ambassadors from Ciroc. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got Nick Storm in New York. You got Andrew in New York. You got, you know, Chi-Chi in Miami. But I choose to do a whole different thing than what they do. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't come from that background. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little advantage, it's a little disadvantage. They came from the marketing background. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I came from a background of being with Puff every day. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, I got sick and I had to do this. So 
when I came, it was a unique situation because I'm bringing the streets to the marketing game. Right. So when I brought the streets to the marketing game, I started going places that nobody else would go. So it started in Newark, New Jersey. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So nobody was going to Newark. You couldn't get an ambassador over there. I'm not going to Newark. I'm not going to them strip clubs over there. Man, them niggas crazy in Patterson. Right. But you know what I'm saying? I decided to do that. So by me doing that, that's how I came up with the Ciroc Boys. You know what I'm saying? South. Because Puff has Ciroc Boys. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when you're dealing with Puff and you're dealing with Ciroc Boys, all you see is ching, 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 ching. So I try to bring a different level to the game. I try to make it where brothers that's doing something with their life, doing something with their self, promoting or whatever, whatever, could get in the game on my level and not on Puff level. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that that became a part because Puff said, yo, you could run with the brand. As long as you don't do nothing to jeopardize what I got going on, you could run with it. Mm-hmm. So then I went down south. I said, okay, we're going to run with Ciroc Boy South here. Look, I got the okay to do this, that. You're not going to get no uh, cease and dismiss letters or nothing like that. If y'all do, call me because I'm going to handle it. And it just, it just went from one thing to another. The South just ate it up. People loved it. And you got examples like my man right here, you know what I'm saying, who started out with me from the beginning. And now he's the owner of one of the biggest clubs in Atlanta. Nice. So it all started from... Somebody believing in what you got to do and then you taking the brand. Forget the money. Right. Because, see, a lot of people think about the money. And when a dude called me back and said, yo, B, yo, B, I, I'm running with the name and I'm running with Survivor, but I don't know how to make money. Then I'm going to hang up the phone with you and I ain't fucking with you no more. Mm. Because if you don't know how to take a multi-million dollar brand where people ain't fucking with you and telling you you can't use his name and make money from it, then we ain't got no conversation. Right. Facts. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So I guess taking it a, a step back for a second... So before, before there was Ciroc, rappers and, and hip hop artists, they would be in the videos with everyone else's, you know, everyone else's vodka, everyone else's bottles of champagne, popping bottles in the club. And it seemed like Puff had the vision of, yo, we're putting money in everyone else's pockets. Why aren't we putting money in our in our pockets? So he, so, so to me, he seemed like the the forefront or the or the leader of having your own brand or own vodka. So now, I beg the differ on that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I beg the differ on that because Puff was the biggest person to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where it had some type of um, influence on everybody. But you got to give, even though they didn't do it to that magnitude, you got to give Dipset the props. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because Cam and them started with the vodkas and the purples, yeah. but they just didn't know how to take it to the next level. Corporate world wasn't ready for them. Right. But if you get somebody like Puff come say, okay, he got the suit and tie, he got this, that, and the other, maybe we could work it. But I got to give Cam and them, they opened up the door for that. Absolutely, respects to them. For sure, for sure. So how did your relationship with Diddy start? Because it sounds like y'all go, y'all go back a little ways. Uh, yeah, we definitely go back. But um, it started really from the streets, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I was a street dude, you know what I'm saying? My background is... You know, I grew up in Polo Ground, you know what I'm saying? I did the whole thing and, you know, the whole jail thing, the fed thing, the this, that, and the other. So it basically came down. Loon was my man, if y'all remember Loon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So when I came home from jail, Loon got me. and said, yo, come on, we're going to do this, that, and the other. Let's go. So I started seeing Puff because I was in the studio with Loon all the time. But I had seen Puff growing up. 
But we on two different sides of the stick. You got a good moms, you got this, that, and I got a good moms too, but I'm in the streets. Right. You're not in the street. Mm-hmm. Puff wanted to be in the streets. Don't get it wrong. He wanted to be part of the streets, but you look at him as one of them kids that want to be in the streets that don't have to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So you looked at him like, my nigga, what is you out here for? You know what I'm saying? So we was cool, but from a distance. You know what I'm saying? Everybody you know Alpo, AZ. ASAP Ferg, Father D Ferg, we all ran together, 145th Street. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Puff ran with us, but he wasn't part of us. He was the kid from Mount Vernon mm. who came down. So he wasn't in the game, we was in the game, and he kept a distance from me. But when I came from jail, he sent somebody up to me and said, Yo, go get the kid Barnes, because I heard he came home. And it happened to be my man Paulie, Uncle Paulie. Right. And, uh, he came to me and said, yo, what's up, man? My man want to see you. So Uncle Paulie was running everything. He'd been, with, he'd been with Diddy from day one, second one. So he ran, him and Wolf ran all the security, everything else like that. So he actually put me on to it when Loon left the company. You know what I'm saying? And we've been like, it came apart where first I was my man Paul Driver. Right. Then I became Puff Driver. Then it slows he Puff is the type of person that you could be around for six months and this nigga won't say hi to you. So I really didn't even know if this nigga knew my name or nothing like that. And then one day I got in the elevator and I stood down by the elevator. He said, yo, come on, boss, you get in the elevator. I said, oh, shit, this nigga know my name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And what happened from there was it went to a transition from when I was staying in Miami. You go from a transition of staying in the hotel because you can't stay in the house with him. Then you go into the transition and it went all the way to me and him living together for right. seven years. You know what I'm saying? So that relationship is a is is a gift and a curse, you know what I'm saying? But that's what it goes back to. It goes back to the streets, but it really goes back. It really goes to spending 13 years with somebody basically every day. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And learning the ins and outs, and learning what they thinking, and learning everything else to the point where you come up with the same ideas. So that's how I came up with the Ciroc voice because I watched him every day with the hustle, right. with the bustle, with the ideas that people think is stupid and ludicrous. But then when you do it, everybody want to join it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I came up with the idea from, and it just went crazy. Like you got people. Saying Sarah Boy, Sarah Boy, I ain't never seen him a day in my life. This, that, that. <laughs> right. In some ways, it's good because it keeps the brand alive. Right. But when you have the wrong presentation, it's mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. You know, you got people saying, yo, this person's a swap boy over there. So that is the mess up part. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the good part is that they keep it alive. You know what I'm saying? That's it. So what are some of the obstacles, especially with uh, Ciroc being, can I say, black-owned? Yeah. So what are some of the obstacles, even initially? Well, Ciroc right? definitely ain't black-owned, but, but he has a bigger percentage than any owner. So right. with him, with that, he's the majority owner. Mm-hmm. So you do get the different, like with Diageo, you got, you got, um, let's say, Don Julio, you got that, but you got daily on. Right. So when it comes to Diageo, one of the obstacles that you run into is that this black man is getting fifty percent of this company. Right. We don't want to push the rock and 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 daily on, even though it's the overall company. Right. This white man is seeing more money. Than this, so let's put Diddy and them on the back burner. Let's push Absolute. Let's right. push Don Julio. So we run into that problems as 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 people that are supposed to be the same team. Because right. in reality, Diageo and Blue Flame are supposed to be the same team. Right. But of course, we bump into who gets the credit for this, who gets the credit for that. Right. So Diageo kind of looks at us and says, "Yo, those is Diddy thugs over there." Yeah, yeah. But 
corporate world is really coming to the point by all the hip-hop, by what y'all was saying, all the hip-hop, they realize now that hip-hop is here to stay. Right, right, right. It ain't going nowhere. So when they see their kids, now their kids emulating us to where these white people are sitting back there telling their kids to pull their pants up. <laughs> so we definitely got an influence, right. and that's what happened with this nigga. This nigga came into it, and that's why I say with Puff is a gift and a curse because he opened the door for some, but then he also opened the door for some to be saturated. Right, right. See what I'm saying? Right, that makes yeah. sense. So, so it's the same thing with the DJs. Now you try to get a DJ, Puff opened the door. Y'all niggas cutting the check. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it gets saturated like that where everybody wants to check and that's where you lose the love for the game. Mm, right. So taking it back to the lifestyle side of things, um, you know, everybody looks at the gram or, the, or they see the music videos and all that. They see the bottles popping and the models and the jewelry and all that. They see the, the, the lights. But from a business side on the back end, what's, what's kind of the downside of the lifestyle? Because people don't get to see the work behind the partying and all that. So that's that's something I kind of wanted you to speak on, just because if anybody's yeah. just thinking I, I need to just be a rock boy because I want the the fame and and the, and the glam and all that, but the clout. No, it's you a, don't it's, see it's, the it's a up and a down, and every now and then I like to show the means mm-hmm. where it's no longer the general, it's no longer the rock boy bonds, this that and other. Because in reality, when I sit down with DeAndre and all that, they don't give two shits about that. Right. You know what I'm saying? In reality, they like, we ain't never heard of that shit. We don't give a fuck who you You ain't puff. That's that. You know what I'm saying? So the down, the downside, to answer your question of, of, of it is, it's a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? And if you want to be in the clubs at night to make a difference, you still got to be on your computer and all that shit during the daytime. Right. So if you want to make, because the average business person is, is a nine to five. Right. The average owner of the club Ain't doing no business with you when you catch them on the door late at night. If you want to see them, they're going to tell you come between 3 and 6, 12 and 5 or something like that. So now you got to go do that. But at the same time, you got to be up tonight too. So it ain't all peaches and cream. At the same time, you still got to answer to these people that want to see these numbers. Because at the end of the day, everything is numbers. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck how popular you are, how this, that, and the other. If you're not moving the scale... Ain't nothing to talk about. Right. So it's like a, a two-handed sword. Okay, Barnes is important because he is all over the world and he does bring the brand to places that we don't bring it only because they don't want to pay the money. So that's how I had to get into it with Ciroc to get behind me because they didn't believe in me. But what I said was this. Y'all got ambassadors only in the seven major markets. Okay, so what about the Denver's? Right. What about the Mississippi's? Y'all got them in Chicago, L.A., Atlanta, Miami, Vegas. You know what I'm saying? But what about all these B and C cities? They buying just as much Ciroc. Right. You know what I'm saying? So my idea came, once again, from being in the street and being a hustler, using the same thing, saying, okay, I'm not Diddy, I'm not no movie star, I'm not no rapper. But what I did learn from being with Diddy for 15 years, having him post stuff, having him talk about stuff, that that shit is more important to a lot of people who never get to see him or talk to him. So I just took that, right. and that's how I got into the BNC market. So what I do now is if a person book me, I say, okay, you got to buy three cases, regardless of what you do for me. So now, when it, when it comes time for me to put in my report at the end of the six months, yeah, I didn't go about it the way that they went about it with the, 
with the ordering and all this, that, and the other. But I can show you each party right. where these people bought three cases or four cases for me to come to the venue. So now you add up all that after the six months, and this right. is what I'm worth, and this is what I'm bringing to you the table. You still got the numbers. Right. Still got the numbers. Right. So as far as getting into stuff that's a little bit more personal, what are some artists that, uh, who are some artists that you're listening to right now? Real talk. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm Drake all day. Okay. Word. Word. Real like a lot of niggas say, yeah, but I, I mean he came, he did it, he conquered it, he's still conquering it. Mm. And if he didn't do it they way, he did it his way. Okay. Any uh, any new artists, new rappers, New York? Well, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I've been listening to the kid Lil Baby and them lately and all that. But okay. really, that's not my genre. That's not really what I listen to. If I catch it, I really like a kid in Atlanta right now that's up and coming. His name is Little Donald. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And he got the joint where you could do better. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I got three daughters. So that's where I'm at with the music now. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. I listen to it because this is what they listen to. But I don't listen to it to learn nothing from it because really what they talking about right now, you ain't learning nothing. Right, it's right, just right. about the beat. Right. So I'm really into like the chance, the rappers, yeah. shit that's going to make you think when you drive. Because mm-hmm. I live 45 minutes outside of Atlanta. So each and every day I'm on that highway. So I'm looking for something while I'm driving for the 45 minutes to feed my mind. Whether it's power, whether, I mean, it's 48 laws. I'm listening to all that on CD. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So even when I listen to the music, I still want to listen to something that I could feed my kids back. Well, yeah, I, learned, I heard what he said. Yeah, I'm listening to it. So that's what I go now. So the new rappers really don't move me unless they 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 conscious. Mm-hmm. Like really, I liked it, the kid, and I'm mad that I didn't give him a chance. I liked it, the kid Triple X, but mm-hmm. I didn't find out about this kid and really what he was. I thought he was just one of these stupid rappers. Yeah. But then I seen my daughter crying that morning, yeah, right? And I said, what the fuck man, happened? Shit. And she said, Dad, remember you and Moms was arguing and beefing and going through all this? And I, this is the kid that got me through this. I said, what you mean he got you through this? You ain't never listened to his music? So I sat there that day and I listened to the music. And the kid is in a dark space in his life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the kid is so smart. He's almost, I want to say, genius when I'm listening right. to him. For 19 you know what I'm saying? So that's what, I, that's what I would say right now. I would be into him, like, even though they're not here. Word, word. That's real. Shout out to Triple X. Because there's definitely, I would say, uh, I guess we tend to push back against the, the new generation of rappers that were coming up. And, and really, especially coming from, like, like our generation of just growing up with hip-hop. I think people are probably we're probably saying the same things about you guys like you and Puff, like mm-hmm. saying, Oh, that's that's not real music or you guys aren't talking about anything and right, right, you know, right. just those different levels. So how were you guys able to were those things that you thought about coming up in hip hop or was it just of, you, uh, of course. doing our thing? Of course, but at the end of the day, just like back then, don't nobody care about let's take for instance six nine. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you can say what you want to say, but don't nobody care about him except that he's selling records. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So you only, they got a, they got a saying inside the music business, you're only as good as your last hit. Mm. Take, for instance, 50 Cent. It was a time when he walked in the Interscope and everything moved when he walked through because he was moving them units. Right. You know what I'm saying? But right now, you're looking at him for power. You're not even really looking at him for music because he only as good as his last hit. When was his last hit? That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at it. When we was coming up, every gender changes. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like your mother listened to this, that, and the other. And then when we was coming up, they said that's not music. So even right now, these kids is listening to it. I'm never going to tell them that's not music. Right. That's just not my type of music. Exactly. But they making music and they making history at the same time that they making this music. Word. So to kind of play off of that question with, with the artists and newer artists and all that, um, we see a lot of rappers and, and just overall figures in the culture with this rock brand or, or moving around with a bottle um, like you look at French Montana with the with the French vanilla mm-hmm. what's kind of the criteria for how y'all go about who should represent the brand you know what I mean because we talk about like a 6-9 a and just like I look at the Chirac brand and I couldn't really see 6-9 Walking and, around and he with a never will. Bottle, you know what I mean? He never will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because we was in a meeting in Miami and Puff asked his son because his son is gearing now. Justin is gearing to take over the business slowly but yeah. surely. So Puff asked his son in the meeting. He said, who would you have represent? Just the same question that you asked. And he got up and he explained himself and he used, um, not Little Yachty, he used the other one, uh, those Uzi, right? Uzi, right? And Puff got up in the meeting and Puff said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I get where you're going, but let's, we're not going to use him. You know what I'm saying? But I get where you're going with it. With French, French, everybody loves French. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you can't lose. At the end of the day, he's African, too. A lot of people didn't know that. Right. And he was Moroccan. You know what I'm saying? So when, when French, French found his lane. He tried this lane and all that. Nobody never really, French was good for singles, but mm-hmm. nobody really took it. But when he went over and he did that last joint over there in Africa, yeah. now you're looking at three Next million, level. four million, five million streams easily because you're dealing with a continent that got so many people. Right. So now he found his lane. You know what I'm saying? So everybody got to find their lane that they fit in. And I think French represented the universe. And I think that's why Puff said, and then his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. French it makes Marcel. sense. It right. makes sense. Because if it was up to me, nigga, I was sitting on the side saying, nigga, Bonds want to drink. Nigga, all this motherfucking work I'm <laughs> right, doing. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? For years. But at the end of the day, everything ain't for everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you got to get in You got to get in your box. You got to get in your corner. You got to get in your own lane and mind your own business. Definitely. You know so speaking of new flavors, let's let's get into it. Yeah, man. So we man, have the, the new Ciroc VS. Literally, get into it real quick because I need to re- yeah. revamp. <laughs> and we got a new flavor coming out of October, but I ain't gonna tell y'all when. Uh, we ain't spilling the beans. We'll talk about it off here. But it's definitely. I thought we was about out. to get the exclusive. But tell us about the VS real quick. So we're finally going dark. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what what inspired it? Was it just time, or was it? It's definitely. This been in the working for four years. Mm-hmm. Like it ain't something that just came out overnight. It's been in the working for four years. It was a thing where Puff didn't know if he wanted to touch it, if he didn't want to touch it, if he was going to step on people's toes, if he wasn't going to step on toes. And then it just became a, a smart decision. Mm. You know what I'm saying? People's taste buds are changing. The younger generation taste buds <clears throat> are changing. So you could, you could gear people and you can train people for their taste buds to go back, right, strategically. Mm-hmm. So right now, you would look for the new party goers, 21, 22, 23, that hasn't chosen their drink yet. Right. It's just start going to club. So now you got to figure out a way to get them. Right. But you don't have to do that if you go dark. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it just became a smart decision to say, okay, we got this. 
let's get some of this money right here. Because if you know Hennessy, Hennessy is a cognac. The cognacs are not year round. Right, right, you know right. You what I'm saying? So, so it's a lot. Hennessy is moving so much, and he could tell you because he's a club owner. Hennessy is moving so much that sometimes they don't have it. Exactly. So if they don't have it, who's going to step up? You got to do say. So Puff was like, look, it's enough money for everybody. I think even if I get a little chunk of that, what they doing right now makes sense. I think it's just, I don't know, man. Like, the branding, the brand is so strong. I know personally, as soon as I seen some Darks Rock, I got hype. Like, it was like a new album about to drop or something. It's lit. Like, we, we sent in text, like, yo, they got Dark Rock. And it's good. I like Rock, yeah. but I drank Dark. And, like, I don't always want to be off Hennessy and all that, man. Right, and then, like, right. you, just, you, you got the clean little Ciroc bottle with Dark in it. I think it was just brilliant marketing. It's and it's smooth. Yeah. It's smooth. No, it's, it's real smooth. It's real smooth. It's, it's smooth, kind of, it's and it's made. It's made out of brand. It's made out of grapes, really. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's made and it's distilled ten times, and they get on me because I say it's made out of grapes, and then I get an email or a text saying, "Yo, it's made out of premium grapes. Premium grapes. <laughs> premium. We just heard you on such and such. So it's made with premium grapes, man. And real talk, I, I'm not even a drinker. You know what I'm saying? Like, my whole story is, you know what I'm saying? I was with there, I caught diabetes, you know what I'm saying? I fell out of the house in Beverly Hills. That's how I ended up with Swap. Right. You know what I'm saying? I fell out of the house. Puff was like, the doctor said, you can't run around with him no more. Da, 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 da. What you going to do? I said, I'm going to come over to Swap. So, I look at Swap as, no, 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 really. I would say the job now is to show that Swap is not a phase. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because every, not us, but every top mogul that's inside the liquor business, um, even white people, they don't respect the brand. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because they feel like, number one, you change flavors all the time. It's Kool-Aid. It's, they got all type of names for it. You got certain people who says it's a premium premium um, vodka, right. and you got certain people don't. Same way with the brandy. Right. Now you're going to have people that's putting it up against... Um, who you got? You got Hennessy, you got Remy Martin, da da da. People gonna put them up there. And the one thing the Puff say is, yo, I don't want y'all to go into this market with the idea of battling anybody. Right. Because if you go into it with the idea of battling everybody, you always chasing something. Mm -hmm. If you go into it with the idea of being happy with where you at, you're not chasing nothing. You just doing what you gotta do and that result show itself. Right, right, right. That's, that's real. real, that's real. Uh another question. So especially with you just running with Puff, especially for so long, what's some of the, what do you think is like the biggest lesson that you've learned or just something that's just changed your whole perspective on the game? I mean, running with Puff is, is deep, yo. And like, <clears throat> it is deep, right? Because it's a love-hate relationship, even to this day. You know what I'm saying? It's a love-hate relationship. And us as young black men, we expect certain things, right? Like, if we got a white boss, we just expect certain things. You know what I'm saying? But when we got a young black boss, we should expect certain things regardless because no matter how young he is and no matter what color he is, he's still a boss right. and he's still got a company to run. Right. So the most thing that I learned from Puff really is, of course, you're going to say chase your dreams. Everybody says that. Don't give up. Da, da, da. That's the regular thing. Right. But... One of the things I kind of learned from Puff is to believe in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason I say believe in yourself is because I was in these meetings when these people told this man he couldn't do this, he couldn't do that, he couldn't right. do this. And each time, even going back before, like even with Revolt, 
We sat in meetings, and he was up against, a lot of people don't even know, for that TV channel, he was up against Bill Cosby before Bill got into trouble. He was up against Magic Johnson. He was up against, uh, what's the dude that does the um, commentary, uh, Morgan Freeman? People didn't know Puff was actually up bidding up against these people. Wow. And the, the, the TV, whoever do the TV stuff, the market and all that, they had to choose one person. So... He got lucky because they chose him because they, they felt Puff was an innovator. Right. They felt like Bill Cosby and everybody was too old to be have an impact on the generation that's coming. Right. So they felt like he was, so he got it. So that was one thing that I listened to these people say, you will never get. And this nigga said, no, I'm going to get it. We went into the meeting with Diageo. I'm sitting in the back. And he's like, yo, how many cases you're moving? And they say, yo, we move 50,000 cases. He said, I'm like, how much money I make if you're moving a million cases? Right. They literally laughed. He said, million cases? Because they was getting ready to actually shelf Ciroc. Mm -hmm. They was getting ready to get rid of it. It wasn't moving nothing. They told him he couldn't do it. Right. And guess what happened? The next year, he did a million cases. Wow. And, they said, and he said this. He said, yo, they got a bonus for me. So the bonus was actually something like $50 million or something Right. So no matter what Puffett did in the past, the music and everything, he had never got a check yeah. for 50 million. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's from the liquor business. So he sat there. He said, damn. And it's a lady named Dia Sims that runs um, Combs Agency. He said, yo, Barnes, what type of bonus do I give her? <laughs> he said, because I never got a check for 50 million. Right, so, right. you know what I'm saying? So, so to say that, I say the most thing I learned from him, man, is to... To really never give up. You could do it. Where there's a will, there's a way. If they tell you you can't do it, the worst thing you could do is come back and tell somebody you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? You got to just figure it out. And that's what I bump into with Diageo because it's me trying to figure it out. Then it's them telling me I got rules and regulations to figure it out. But then I come from the school where nigga, we ain't got no rules and regulations. Exactly. We just figure it out. Right. And then we deal with the consequences later on. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I that's what I learned from him. Deal with the consequences. They don't want to treat everybody the same. Puff is the type of person that if you get in an elevator, he gonna treat you the same way. He gonna talk to you the same way he talks to that white person in the elevator. And that was one of the reasons why I stuck with him so long. Because of course it was times when I quit. Mm -hmm. Of course it was times when he fired me. You know what I'm saying? But I always came back because I said He's not fake. When I say that, he, I, you know, people fake to me because I'm really from the streets. Right. So if you ain't been through what I've been through, you fake to me. So I don't say fake in that way. When I say fake, I say he's not going to treat you because you're a young black man. You're a young right. black man. He's not going to treat Warren Buffett any different than he treats you. You know what I'm saying? And it's been times where, like, we be in them white white corporate buildings and we be in the elevator and the elevator door open and the white people look. And Puffer literally say, yo, what the fuck you think? I ain't supposed to be on this other lady? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And he literally tells these people that. Yeah. So you got to respect it. And that's the shit that makes me come back and say, okay, I'm going to stick with homie. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Real talk because, you know, you don't, you are who you are. If you're a king, you're a king. Right. If you believe in yourself, you believe in yourself. And don't let nobody shoot you down. Straight up, man. So, so we definitely appreciate all the knowledge you've been dropping. Appreciate your time. I got one final question. Because there's somebody listening or watching this right now, like, man, that, it's a young entrepreneur trying to figure out their way in the game. The next Bonds. Yep. Just one piece of advice from Roger Bonds, personally, 
to, to that next young entrepreneur? What would that be? Nowadays? Hmm? To, 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 to basically stay in your own lane. Don't follow what everybody else is doing. Because when you follow everybody else, man, you're going to run into a brick wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because what's for you or what's for them might not be for you. You right. know what I'm saying? A lot of people follow different trends. When I say trends like in Atlanta, if you're not with the hottest dudes, if you're not with the hottest crowds, this, that, and the other, you're not that dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we follow behind that. Now, I want to come with a click. I want to come with some people that you don't think is that dude, but they is that dude. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to show you that they that we those dudes and then them dudes 10 years down the road. Right. You know what I'm saying? Five years down the road. You know what I mean? I don't want to be, I don't want, they be having the hottest shit in Atlanta. And people be calling me, yo, you going? No, I'm not going. Because everything ain't for everybody. That's not me. Mm. So, you know. Straight up. That's, that's it. So as far as uh, social media, how can people follow you? How can people get in contact with you, connect with you? The real Roger Barnes. I keep everything with my name so that we don't have no, because I'm, real talk, I'm not computer literate. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things, like, if you watch my page, that's one of the things I talk about a lot as being, like, I'm 51 years old. I'm not 20 years old. I'm not 30 years old. So one of the things that I really talk about is receipts. And all type of stuff that you got to do when you run in the business. Even though I'm an ambassador, I got to account for that money I'm spending. Right. 20000 30000 50000 How do they know I'm not going out here spending it? And that's what I try to tell people. And this goes back to the question you asked. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody think it's the club. Everybody think it's partying. Yeah. Nobody sees you when you sitting there with 50 receipts. And these niggas then came up with some new apps on Conquer or something <laughs> like that. That when you 50 years old, you didn't grow up with this shit. Right. So I'm literally going to my daughter, who's out for the summertime, saying, okay, look, daddy going to hire you. You're going to get $50 a week. And she does my receipts and everything like that. Not because I wanted to, because I'm real with it and I don't know this shit. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? I go to him and say, yo, here, this, that, other. Because I'm good at what I'm good at. I'm going to bring it to the mass. I'm going to bring it to the people. But I'm not good with that. And I think that's where, that's where we, we messing up. As a whole generation, is mm. that we we the older generation, the younger generation got it, but the older generation don't really. We not computer literate. We not. We don't know that tech business. We don't know those apps. These people's getting rich off of apps. People that we don't even never hear have come up with an app today. They sold it tomorrow for twenty million. Right. We not getting none of that. That's real. Straight up. Straight up. Man, 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 that was dope. That was dope. Y'all make some noise for my man, Roger Bond. Hey, what's up, guys? Rock Boys General. Let's go, let's go. Make sure you follow him, check him out. That was the Life's Dope Podcast. Oh, wait, wait, we got to plug our stuff, too. Okay, yeah, let's uh, do it. Let's do also, it. be sure to check out our merchandise on lifeisdope.shop. Definitely, man. Follow us on IG, Life is Dope. Word, word, word. Subscribe to us, YouTube, Life is Dope. Just at Life is Dope. We're official now. It's not no at Life is Dope Podcast or none of that. It's just at. Life is dope. We're the only one. The other ones, that's not us. Y'all know us when you see the logo. At Life is dope. And also, uh, shout out to Mez Brands as well. Mezbrands.com. You shout know. out Mez, man. No stems, no seeds. Mez Life. Work. Redefining what it is to be a... Uh, my man, my man got that commercial voice. <laughs> say, say it again, bro. Say it again. Hey, redefining the culture and the consumer and the lifestyle. Check out Mez Brands. Straight like that. Come at you. Life's Dope Podcast. I'm Graffiti. And I'm David. Screw. We out. Cool. Oh, yeah. That was dope.
Sau.